If you are a lover of red wines and Italian food, then no doubt you have had a glass of Chianti. Now, you may have had small glass at your favorite local Italian restaurant, and you weren't even sure what the bottle was, it's just the house wine, or you may have seen some of the fancy Chianti bottles behind the glass at your favorite wine store. And as much as you are enjoying this wine and you're loving it, and it's so easy to sip on, maybe you don't know that much about it. So in today's episode, I'm diving into the wines of a Chianti, and by the end of this episode, you're going to understand the different labeling, the different zones, the great varieties that are used, and of course, some food pairing ideas. So if you're ready to learn more about a wine you're probably already enjoying, let's dive in and get started on today's episode. Hi everyone and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Maya Aaronozar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning that I want to make sure that you leave every episode feeling comfortable and confident and able to shop for wines that you know you're going to love, not just for fancy occasions, but for wines for every everyday meals when you're making memories with family and friends. I want you to think of me as your very own practical sommelier and each week I'm bringing you information that you're going to be able to use right away to help you find wines that you're going to enjoy. So on that note, let me break down what I'm going to be covering in today's episode. The first thing is we're going to take a journey into the hills of Tuscany and I'm going to break down what makes it so special, the history, information about the Canty wine region as a whole. We're going to break down the different labeling on bottles of Canty. There's three different labels that you're going to see when you're shopping in the store. I'm going to give you a quick overview of the seven different subzones and the most common ones you're going to see and what you can expect from those different zones in regards to your experience in the glass. And of course, I have some food pairing ideas for you. And I'm also gonna share with you what a super Tuscan is because it just doesn't feel right to talk about Chianti and not include some information about the super Tuscan wines. So let's get started with some information about the region of Chianti as a whole. Now, the first thing to know is that we can date wine growing and wine making within the Tuscan Hills back to the 13th century. And at that time, it was primarily made from the Sangiovese grape, which is still grown there today. Now, what's interesting is that the area of Tuscany has been known through the century as producing large quantities of wine. It was one of our first Italian subzones to really produce wines on a consistent basis in a large scale. Because of that, the area of Tuscany and Chianti specifically has played an important role in the Italian culture ever since. Now, in regards to the geography of Chianti, if you haven't been before. There's lots of beautiful rolling hills. If you are going on a bike trip, definitely you're going to want to train before you go because there's not too many flat places and there's going to be lots of up and downs in your biking tour of the beautiful hills of Tuscany. But the vineyards of this area fall between Siena and Florence and in between beautiful rolling hills, cypress trees, and of course many medieval villages for you to explore. Now, in regards to grape varieties in the area, we have Sangiovese, known for its high acidity and high tannins. This is the base of all Chianti wines in the area. And another interesting fact about this grape variety is that it genetically mutates itself to its environment. And we have over 700 mapped clones of this grape variety that have happened naturally as it has adapted to its environment. Now, I'm not going to be discussing white wines today, but Trebbiano would be the white grape in the Chianti region. 
region, but Sangiovese is the red grape varieties today in this episode. Now, those are some cool facts about the area itself. Let's talk about wine labels coming out of the Chianti area. You have three classifications within the area that are important to know. Now, if you listened into last week's episode all about Prosecco, we talked a little bit about DOCG, the highest tier of wine classification within the Italian labeling system. And I'm going to be talking about DOCG again today. So DOCG, which is the highest level within the Italian wine labeling system, within the Italian wine classification system, is a guarantee of origin and production methods, meaning that to be DOCG in Chianti, you have to follow certain rules. Now, DOCG wines don't always guarantee that you are going to love them the best. They are not a guarantee that they are going to be perfect wine styles, but they are a guarantee of how and where they were made. Now, DOCG wines are easily detectable when you're shopping. And if you are in the Italian wine section, as you're listening to this, you're going to look for a white and pink sticker that is going to be around the neck of the bottle. It may be over the cork, but usually it's just around the neck of the bottle. And that thin strip sticker denotes that it is a DOCG wine. Now, what does it mean to be a DOCG wine coming out of the Chianti area? It means that the wine must be made with a minimum of 80% of the Sangiovese grape variety, and it has to be made within the zone of Chianti. Now, the other 20% of that blend must be made up of other approved grape varieties, including Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon, as well as some local grape variety. Now, because nothing in wine labeling is completely black and white, not only do we have Chianti DOCG, we also have Chianti DOCG Superiore, which is just a little bit higher, if you will, because it has a few extra regulations around it. This wine must be made with a minimum requirement of 80% of the Sangiovese grape variety. This law ensures that the base of the wine is a quality grape to the area. That's why they're locking in the rule. Now, what about the other 20%? Same idea, must be used with the approved grape varieties for the area, but the extra superiority comes in in regards to some aging requirements that the wine must also meet. The wine must be aged a minimum of nine months in barrel and three additional months in bottle before being released. It also must have a minimum alcohol content of 12%. So now you know when you see the DOCG sticker on a bottle of Chianti, you're gonna to wanna to pick up that bottle and see if it's DOCG or DOCG Superiore. And the third label classification coming out of Italy is Chianti DOC. So no G like good on the end of it, just DOC. This wine must come from within the Chianti region. It must contain a minimum of 70% Sangiovese grape. There is a lower requirement of the Sangiovese grape and it must be aged a minimum of three months before release, two of those months being in bottle and reach a minimum alcohol content of 11.5%. So the DOC, a little lighter wines, generally these are more easy sipping. These are wines that are a little bit lower in cost and they're meant for every day. So now you know when you're shopping for Bali Chianti, the labels that you're gonna see. Now let's talk about the seven different zones within the Chianti region. Now Chianti being lots of rolling hills and in the wine world, every time we have a rolling hill, we're going to have different soil types and sun exposures, water drainage. So there's an opportunity for all of these different hills and zones within an area to have a different terroir. The soul of the place that shows up in the glass that makes that wine very unique and special to the area that it came from. The seven different zones 
within the Cantu all have a unique flavor expression in the glass. Now I'm going to list all seven, but I'm going to highlight the ones that I feel like you're going to see the most common in the store when you're shopping. The first one, of course, being Chianti Classico. Think of this as the heart of the Chianti region. It is the center of the Chianti region. So Chianti Classico, the highest part, the part in the middle. So it is the middle zone and it is known for creating some of the best wines within the Chianti area and predominantly using Sangiovese grapes within their blend. Then we have Chianti Coli Florentini, which is around the city of Florence, and it is known for producing aromatic and elegant Chianti styles. Generally, these are a little bit lighter in profile and softer. Think of it as the lunch Chianti or a light supper. The next zone is Colini Cesenzi, this zone is around Siena, and these wines are known to be rich and full-bodied, more masculine, you might hear people say. And generally, they have a distinct minerality. Next, we have Chianti Colline Pisan around the city of Pisa, and the wines from this area are known to be more fruit-forward and easy-drinking. Then we move on to Chianti Montobagno, and this area is located in the central part of Chianti, and is known for structured and complex wines that are known to have good acidity and tannin structure. This is a great area for wine lovers who are enjoying Malbec or Cabernet Sauvignon, for example. These are wine styles that you're probably going to love. Then we move on to Chianti Raffina. This is a wine that probably you have seen very often in the Italian section in your wine store. Wines come from the hills east of Florence, and they're generally thought to be elegant and more refined and have a good balance of fruit structure and acidity. And these are beautiful wines anytime, but I consider them sort of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Chianti's, if you will. And finally, we have Chianti Montepertoli, and this area is located in the western part of Chianti and known for producing wines that are rich and full-bodied and provide a good balance of tannin and acidity. So that's a breakdown of the seven different subzones. Most commonly in wine stores around the world, you will see the Chianti Classico, the Chianti Raffina, maybe the Chianti Colesense, and perhaps even the Chianti Moldovano. So those are the most common ones you're probably gonna see, though you may see all of them depending on the selection available near you. So now you know the seven different zones and you're gonna see those on the label. And now you also know that there's a different profile that comes out of the terroir of each one of those places. Now let's talk about Super Tuscans. To me, there's no way I can talk about the area of Chianti and not discuss the Super Tuscan wines. You may have heard this, you may have seen a sign in your wine store, these might be wines that are behind glass in your wine store. These are collectible and sought after, but they didn't come into play until the early 1970s. And let me explain what they are. Basically, the Super Tuscans came about as a bit of a revolt. The winemakers in the area were feeling that they were hindered by the wine laws. So those rules that we talked about in regards to the DOCG and the DOC wines those they felt were hindering the winemaker's expression of using different grapes in combination within the area. And so they basically threw the rules to the wind and said, it's okay, we're going to take a lower classification. We will take a table wine classification, which is a classification that generally does not leave the country. It is for easy drinking, quaffable wines, if you will, that are made and just stay within the country of Italy as itself. And they said, 
if we take a table wine classification, we can then have our creativity in regards to the blends we use in our wines. And so this caused a bit of a stir because we have these beautiful wines. Sasakaya was the first, and you may see this again at your favorite wine store, or feel free to Google about the wine Sasakaya. But basically, these were Tuscan wines made not using the approved regional blended grape varieties in their wines. They changed up the percentage in their blends. They used some more North American known grapes, so the Merlots, the Syrahs, the Cabernet Sauvignon, and they put those in the wines and they created the wines they felt showed the expression and the talent of the winemakers in the area. Now, this is incredible, but this gets tricky in that the press, the wine writers, everybody doesn't know what to do with these wines. So they start calling them the Super Tuscans because they don't fall into any specific category yet. So they created a press word, Super Tuscans, and that's how they refer to these wines that were outside of the rules and taking a table wine classification. After a while, the government wasn't too happy because those also get taxed differently. And these wines became very collectible, very sought after, and were fetching higher prices than some of the most sought after wines traditionally in Italy, such as Brunello's and Barolo's. And so this Super Tuscan group completely shook the wine industry up. And today we still enjoy these beautiful wines. So if you have a chance to enjoy a Super Tuscan tasting, I would highly recommend it. Now there's a whole list of Super Tuscans, but some of the most common ones you're going to see will be Sasakaya, of course. It was our first sort of official launch of the Super Tuscans, Tiganello, Solaya, and Maceto, just to name a few. But if you want to, you can definitely use your friend Google and ask for a full list of the different Super Tuscans, and it will give you a breakdown of those wines, the estates they are grown from, and the blend in the wines themselves. The story behind them, I just love in regards to the artisan quality of the winemaking, but also the sometimes you have to break the rules to shake up the rules so that Everybody will make new rules, have how your wines can fit in. So it's an incredible story. Now let's talk about some food pairing ideas for those delicious Chianti wine styles that I'm hoping I have inspired you to want to try. Now generally Chianti, because of its high acidity and tannin structure, it goes perfect with any tomato-based sauces. This is where if you're doing pasta with meat and you're doing a tomato-based sauce, Chianti and the wines of the area are going to be go-to styles. Italy as a whole is known for high acidic wines, both whites and reds, that make them perfect for anything with a tomato sauce. Tomatoes obviously very high acidity. So here, anytime you have just a classic spaghetti and meatballs, beautiful homemade spaghetti sauce with fresh tomatoes, with meat, because you have the tannin in the structure there, it's going to be delicious. In regards to cheeses, definitely have your Parmesan's, Pecorino's, beautiful, harder, medium firm cheeses that have a bit of a tang to them. The candy's really going to come alive. Artichokes, olives, flatbreads that bring out some olive oil, some arugula on top that snap the bite of the arugula with the acidity can be beautiful if you're doing arugula flatbread with some olives on top. A stunning, a beautiful way to sit and enjoy an evening. Beautiful Tuscan soups with the beans, very hearty. You have smoked dishes, especially as we talked about some of those bigger, fuller-bodied Chianti styles. So from Moldovanin, for example, or Rafina, when you're pulling in those more structured styles of Chianti, you could do grilled steaks, beautiful pork roast. Chianti is so versatile. It goes so many 
different food styles, you can really see why it has been a staple in Italian restaurants around the world. But in my experience, a glass of Chianti always seems to rise to the occasion. It can pull out the acidity if it needs it, depending on the dish. It can hold on to the tannins if there's more meat in the dish that you're working with. The Chianti always seems to find the best part of its personality to pair up with those delicious dishes that are being served. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode and learning all about the wines of Chianti. Now you'll know how to read the labels, the seven different subzones, and the different categorization of DOCG. DOC and DOCG superior in regards to what style of wine is in the bottle and what that means. I hope you're starting to add Chianti to your shopping list for this week. Now, of course, here we're going into the warmer months of summer and there are beautiful rosé styles coming out of the Chianti wine region that I would definitely recommend that if you're looking for something not only beautiful in the glass, and on the palette, a rosé from Canty is a stunning way to spend an afternoon or evening on the patio. Now, if you have any questions about what we've covered today, if you're watching on YouTube, please just leave them below. Or feel free to email me at hello at winegirlacademy.com. You can also find me on TikTok and Instagram at winegirlacademy. Always sharing different tips and information over there. So come say hi and follow along over there. And I also want to share that my brand new website will be coming up live on May 19th. And I can't wait for you to check it out and everything that's going to be there. There are some exciting new things that I'll be sharing as the site launches. Now be sure to like, share, and subscribe. New episodes come out every Tuesday, and this way you'll never miss one. So on that note, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope I have inspired you to want to pick up a delicious bottle or two of Chianti to enjoy with family and friends. I want to wish you a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye now.